Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Mercedes. You guys know her, you guys love her, and now I live with her. What? <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Believe it. It's true. You guys, the rumors are true. We're living together. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly is kind of ideal for Bravo viewing because we've been rewatching end of season four of Jersey into season five. Mm-hmm. And then what season are we on of Atlanta? It's season four also of Atlanta. Wow. We're on the second episode of the reunion. Literally, we had like a couple glasses of wine yesterday acting like we saw <laughs> New Jersey reunion for the first time ever. We were like, wow, wow. Can't believe Teresa. Oh my gosh. No way. Really into it. Me and Molly, we've seen it probably like 15 times each. Well, that's the thing about New Jersey, because even when I did my Jersey episode with Jared, he brought up the blubber, blubber, <laughs> blubber. And I hadn't rewatched season four in so long. I was like, I can't even remember that. Mm-hmm. And you forget all of these things because you watch yes, it. Yeah. And because these shows aren't like hard-hitting television, like <laughs> a Mad Men or a, ne- or a Breaking Bad. Where Game you, like, of Thrones, yeah, if you will. Where you like remember plot lines, like... These shows are so, like, flippant and background. Yeah. They're, it's, like, background noise for me. So sometimes before I was doing this show, like, I wasn't watching it with a keen eye, where now I'm picking things up where I'm like, oh, my God, this makes sense. It explains why these two people are fighting. And that grudge, <laughs> 11 years later, is still very much there. <laughs> and this is case in point. So obviously we've been moving these past couple weeks. Before I was, like, knee-deep watching Atlanta from the beginning. That's why I was invested into it. But because we were moving and unpacking, I was like, okay, I've already watched Jersey from the beginning pretty recently. Let me put it on as background noise. But then you really pay attention to it. And it's like, oh my God. Quickly turns into foreground noise. And and (laughs) the only thing you want to pay attention to. We can't do anything else. We have to watch. We're invested. What's going to happen with Caroline and Teresa and Jacqueline? Like, really into it. Well, yesterday we were building your bed frame while also watching Candy's (laughs) sex toy launch party. That's right. So it's like big dildos. Candy being massaged by like five gorgeous men. And I'm like trying to focus on the bed. Oh, the clip, the clip stick. Oh, ooh. So instead of like, she's like, well, the lipstick goes on your lips. 
So the clit stick goes on your clit. Oh, clever. Adds to cart, adds to cart. (laughs) I support it. I support it. Well, we have to jump right into news. Last week, we reported on how Dorinda Medley was leaving the Real Housewives of New York, and we know she was leaving kicking and screaming. Uh This week, the new news is that Denise Richards is leaving the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills after two seasons. Those mean girls chased away a fan favorite. Shocking. But I mean, first of all, she was the best thing to come to Beverly Hills in a long time. Beverly Hills is so fake. Beverly Hills has boring storylines. People always say one season of Beverly Hills is one episode of New York. Mm -hmm. They just drag everything on. And Denise wasn't about it. She was like actually real, and it's like, why would it? Why would you not want her on there? It doesn't make any sense. But because Rinna has to stay there, and Kyle, and they're boring, boring. But you know what? They still have high ratings. So what does that say? Well, I always kind of think with Beverly Hills, people are waiting for something to happen, and they do a lot of Twitter stuff during the season, and they really try to like bolster up people's interests. And I think it really is, you know. But nothing ever happened. Yeah, yeah. Except, well, that you know, panty game, the dog, the dog drama. Nothing ever happens. Well, this season they really thought they had a gold mine with like exposing the fact that Denise is bisexual when she's been openly bisexual for a very long time. And that's also like not that big of a shock. It's 2020. Come on. Also, when Teddy acknowledged the situation and just said, uh, "Oh, I can't remember the exact word she used." She was like. I have to tell you something you're you're in trouble or like she made it seem like her hooking up with brandy was like the end of the world and like if her and aaron have a situation where they're comfortable being open with them. one another and allowing her to do whatever she wants there, like that's her business right there are plenty of housewives that have open relationships carlton allegedly candy likes to get down dip in the lady pond like there are a lot of them that it's also not that taboo so what's the really big problem? I don't really get it. Well, I think it's like judgment, and I think it's Denise's like shameless attitude towards sex. Like the first season she came on, she was like really open talking about his big dong, and like <laughs> yeah. I liked it. Like I'm I like here it. For it. Here I for it. I am waiting with bated breath for that dick pic to come out. Oh, I got for my own big dong man. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah. 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 I, I too am looking for like a big <laughs> dong man who doesn't. Who, Can I just add that on a hinge? Like, there's height, there's wherever you graduated from, your hometown. Big dong, small, medium, large. Please select. Yes. Well, then uh, guys will be like NA. Like, I don't want to <laughs> oh. say. I don't want to say. I did get catfished yeah. recently. Oh, yeah, that's so right. So yep, I'm knee yep, yep, deep yep. in a catfish situation. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't see his dong, but I could almost guarantee he'd, he'd be in small. It was not a big It was dong. not big. It was not, yeah, Aaron sized dong. But I feel like they then weaponized her sexuality this season. And then they started making it more about the children where it's like i can't believe like you're exposing your daughter sam and lola to all these things it's like they have been dealing with charlie sheena's their father for their entire life they have known what prostitutes are they have known what like threesomes are these are not new concepts to these young girls who have had to deal with this without wanting to their entire lives also why can't you talk about this kind of stuff with your kids because the more that you talk about it and normalize it it's not as taboo and you're not as judgmental towards people that do have a proclivity towards open relationships or different kind of sexual orientations. 
And it's not like this big judgmental thing that everybody lives like in most of the United States. And so many people live with so much like internalized shame yep, because yep. they feel like they can't talk to their family or their parents right. about their sexual desires. Like I remember when I was younger, like I couldn't understand why some of my friends weren't coming out. And then I read something or heard something and it just said like, Straight people don't have to tell their parents what they like to do in bed. Absolutely not. Period. End of story. And it it blew my mind. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like this. And obviously there's so many more things that come along with being gay. But look, case in point, Heather Dubrow, Mrs. Fancy Pants. She's very open, very accepting of her kids. Her kids want to like dress in non-traditional gender specific role clothes. And she's like, go for it. Like here for you, proud of you, love you. Her kids define themselves as, you know, a certain open sexual orientation and they accepted it. And that seems to me very normal in the way that we should be approaching it. Not this like judgmental, oh my gosh, this is a scandal. People know. I mean, is it really not that normal? Are we living in 1952? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, it's just sad. So Denise is gone. I don't really know where the reunions are going to go. Like, we have one more episode left, and it's pretty much just ganging up on Denise. And after that point, I would have just been like, fuck you all. So let me just ask this. Okay, I am not a huge fan of keeping up with the Kardashians. I have not kept up with them in (laughs) many years. Many moons. I mean, I still follow them on Instagram. However... I had to to unfollow them. I had to unfollow them because, honestly, like... I don't know. There's... It's all like product promotion at this point. Yeah. But I know there have been rumors about Chris joining Beverly Hills. Yeah. Well, I think without Denise's really expensive paycheck, they're going to have some money around in the budget. Kyle Faye and Chris? That would almost be interesting. Chris would turn on Kyle so fast. But they're actually friends, the three of those people. You know, because the girls in Beverly Hills are, are not actually friends. Like, they're not... They don't hang out. You think Garcelle hangs out with Kyle and, you know, Dorit? No, she doesn't. No, absolutely right. not. So I feel like once you get actual friends on there, that might be interesting. And we could get a little OJ scoop, which I know it like, let's not they beat a dead bitch. They tried to do that with Catherine. And Didn't work. Didn't work. Faye wasn't well, here for it. She didn't say anything. Even like Rinna goes up to her and Rinna's like, I've known Catherine for 15 years. And she goes up to her and she goes, OJ. Uh-huh, when exactly. I see your face, I think OJ. And she's like, oh my God, I can't move on. But it's also like, Catherine, honey, what the hell were you thinking you'd be on this show if it I weren't know. for your ties to OJ? Literally. She was pretty boring. But yeah, so Chris Jenner might be coming on the show. I don't know if it's real. Andy is obviously being like, would love it, would love it. My DMs are blowing up. But back in March, we talked about Caitlyn Jenner joining the Raw Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> now, a hard only pass because I did watch Caitlyn's show when she kind of went on this caravan with um, other activists, and I j- it wasn't that interesting. I mean, it was really hard to watch someone who's been like a privileged, I mean, at the time, cis white dude, right? Who was like an Olympian very wealthy and just had like an amazing life all around to then have to like Connect try to, to understand the plight yeah. of like a modern trans person it was really difficult to watch and it was nice because the women and men on the show actually were like very open with her right. and kind of put her in her place stuff. but at the same time she was very conservative this was like at the beginning of the last election oh yeah and so it really didn't resonate with viewers that had a differing opinion from her 
So I just felt like it was very disjointed at the time when her show was out. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. What was it? Hello, Caitlin? I am Kate. I am Kate. Kate. Yeah. And like also so shady, she goes with the C spelling for Kate. I mean... Okay, when you try to stand out, (laughs) people are paying attention to you regardless. Well, we also have Brandy Glanville, who I think is trying to angle for a full-time spot on the show. Like, just because Brandy ate your ragamuffin, Mm -hmm. like, doesn't mean anything. I'm not here for Brandy. Quite frankly, I saw her in her other TV shows, the other ones that she branched off into. Oof. And I just a like celebrity rehab really, situation. No, she hasn't was, done rehab it was, yet. Um, it was almost famous, like season two. Oh god. Um, was that the name of the show? Something, something similar to that. Maybe she Maggie was on marriage. She was Ryan on Magra was on the show, as was Chloe um, Kardashian's friend Malika. She was on marriage boot camp with her father, which always made me feel just oh, like, like so dirty. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like she needs to maybe step away from the spotlight and really work on herself. Plus, the plastic surgery is a lot. I Some women... Look, Sonia Morgan looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. With her plastic surgery. We also have her little puffy. She looks amazing. Ramona obviously gets it. Looks amazing. Brandy's is hard to stomach. Almost as hard as Kim Zolciak's. Yeah. But... Well, Brandy has, like, a different breed of plastic surgery. Like, she's, like, got the filler face. And you know it's on a discount, you Janice know? Janice Dickinson. Yeah. That's the look she has, yeah. And it's hard because I think, like, at a certain point, you... I don't know. Like, I think in Los Angeles, getting work done is very different than in it's New York. Normal. Yeah, absolutely. Where in, like, so, New York, where a doctor might actually say, like, hey, you don't right. need this, so this, this, and this. Where in I Los Angeles, I just want your money. I in San Diego before New York, and I went to L.A. pretty often. And plastic surgery is very normal, Guys like the look of the full lips, the clearly injected face, obviously fake boobs. I wasn't there for the fake butt scene, but it's very, <laughs> a lot more normalized there than definitely New York. New yeah. York's, you got to look pretty natural. You got to be pretty smart. You got to have a career. It's a very different personality type. That's why I left SoCal, obviously, yeah. New York. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. Well, speaking of um, naturally beautiful women who don't need anything done to their face, <laughs> Garcelle Beauvais has Gorgeous. recently announced that she's going to be hosting the seventh season of The Real. It starts uh, this upcoming Monday, September 21st. It's a five-day-a-week show that showcases a panel of women offering different perspectives on hot topics, hot-button issues, beauty, fashion, relationships, and their personal lives. And I'm really excited for her on this. It's I'm a great really opportunity. Too. So, like, I don't necessarily watch The Real all the time, but I follow Adrian Bailon, and then I also follow Jeannie Mae. And so oh, yeah. I, I see some of the girls. Um, so I think she'll be a great addition because she's very honest. She's very normal. She's very outspoken. So I'm really excited for that. But I heard when she joined The Real that that was definitely her departure from Beverly Hills. I don't know if there's any confirmation of that, but that was, I guess, rumored at the time. Yeah, I don't know, because Portia Williams from Atlanta went on Dish Nation, Fox's TV show. So I think it's like a comparable kind oh, of thing. So I feel true. like if it's a show that, you know, boosts your persona to a point where more people will then be exposed to her, thus bringing them over to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I feel like that's not like a conflict of interest. Even Kyle with American Woman, the worst show oh. that's ever... I yeah. have been trying to recap it and I cannot find it anywhere. And anywhere. It like I tried TV, to purchase it. Was it. On TV land. Yeah. Yeah. I did watch a couple episodes. 
I did see recently, though, that Portia was seen in pictures that she's been posting on Instagram without her ring. So people were wondering if something happened. I thought you were talking about Kyle's daughter. I was like... Oh, not baby Portia? What? She's 12. (laughs) She's engaged and I'm not. I do follow Kyle's daughter on Instagram. (laughs) If anybody knows Mercedes on this show, she only follows weird (laughs) characters like adjacent characters on right, your like housewife. Joseph Akili. Um, I do want to sleep with him. Farah, Farah, Kyle's yeah. daughter. Uh, yeah, I don't follow <laughs> any of the housewives, but I follow all of their kids or kids adjacent or like <laughs> third nephews once removed. Yes. <laughs> but or I, dog accounts. I wouldn't blame Portia for leaving that guy. But also, like, I don't know. Like, you know, he might have to like prove himself and spend some time kind of proving himself. Granted, like, Honey, he um, cheated on you she, when you were pregnant. Right, and I think not she wants the daughter to have... I think she wants to have another kid, and I think she wants the kids to have the same father. So that's originally what I thought she stayed yeah. with him. But... No kids on the horizon. I know, that we know of. True. Ooh, she's true. been activating because she's an activist right now. Good for her. Well, we'll get to some pregnancy news. But other things happening in Beverly Hills... Dorit Kemsley's house in Encino is for sale. So she bought the home back in 2019 for $6.5 million. And they are reselling it for $9.5 million. And guess who is selling it? David Parnes from Million Dollar Listing LA, who currently works at the agency, a.k.a. Mauricio's real estate company. Shocker, shocker, shocker. A couple weeks ago, I talked about how Teddy's house was being sold by them. And this is how Kyle gets back into people's good graces, especially this. Going from $6.5 million to $9.5 million, where is this $3 million coming from? What work did they put into this fucking right. rental? And you know what? The girls, ever since the beginning of Beverly Hills, have always said that Kyle will be your best friend if you need to sell your house. If you have property that you need to sell, they've always said that. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Kyle needs, or uh, Mauricio needs a business. It's shady. I mean, Doree's whole existence is shady. Who knows what's really going on with the finances of her and PK? They never talk about it. Nobody ever talked to get about the lawsuit against her and the swim mom no. and the girl that um, chased after her. her. Exactly. They never talked about that. So that's part of the problem that Beverly Hills that really bothers me is that they don't really talk about the issues that all of us see and that has really been exposed and that they never address. Well, that leads us perfectly into the Real Housewives of Potomac. So Ashley Darby is pregnant with baby number two. Talk about problems that are never addressed. Well, I, well, (laughs) their relationship is a whole big ass problem. But I do commend the Real Housewives of Potomac for consistently being open with the things that they're going through, whether it's Giselle and Jamal or uh, Monique. Monique Monique going through her thing and... Karen and Ray going through marital problems now. Well, Karen didn't talk about it the first couple of seasons, but now oh, yeah. she's Kern. more open. Kern's getting a little yeah. more honest because I feel like it's okay to like have a struggle, like to struggle with your partner after you've been together for what twenty five years, yeah. and she's like just starting this prime. She's on the Royal Housewives. She's doing really well. She's very successful in her own way. And her right. husband's in his seventies. He wants to move down to Florida and play golf and not yeah. do this world. Yeah. And so, like, I understand that there's like a push and pull and a tug of war between what they want. But I think at a certain point, like something's got to give. And and honestly, I'm kind of getting the vibe that Karen's like, well. Ray can go like you know and that's sad that's one story with Karen and the Black Bill Gates but we're (laughs) talking about Ashley and her husband 
who are completely different generations, completely on the different pages about everything. I do think Michael has cheated. I do think he has tendencies that have a proclivity towards men. I don't tendencies. Think <laughs> Look at your like legal terms of not being like he's into allegedly. He's into big dong for a callback. I know, but I don't know why Ashley's having another child by him. Honestly, the what photo of thinking? baby Dean that she posted, his face looked directly uh. into the camera and said, "Save me!" Like, uh. what the fuck? Why am I the child of these people who think that this is a good idea? And I understand everybody and their mother is having a quarantine baby, whatever. But Ashley, you didn't have to jump on this bandwagon. Wagon. Children are not going to save your marriage. No. They're not going to. Especially with their first baby together. You know, she had that ripped butthole. Like, they couldn't have sex for a really long time. And she said, like, Michael doesn't like that this is our situation and he doesn't like not being number one in my life like what do you think he's gonna become he's gonna become number three in your life when you have a second kid and of course like that i think happens to many couples where you know it's just the two of them for so long and then the baby comes and the mom spends all the time mothering this kid and especially with her who suffered postpartum never left the kid never did anything but she also like never had help she can't rely on Michael. She can't re- rely right. on her mother. So why are you having another child? Yeah, like, you need to look at the situation, at, like, really what it is, versus, rather than just thinking, oh, I want to have another kid. Like, that's amazing that you would want to have another kid. Of course, children are beautiful, and they bring so much joy into your life. But if you don't have the support from the people around you, and you're doing it alone, and you're unhappy doing it alone, like, you're unhappy doing it with your partner. Like I just feel really bad for her because I feel like everyone else sees the train wreck from a mile away, and she's just going full steam ahead, and we're all like, no, no. Even, uh, like, case in point, we're watching Atlanta from season four when Cynthia's having all these problems with Peter, and we see it now, and I'm sure, like, when we were watching it before, it's similar completely different circumstances but with Ashley and Michael you can see it from a mile away I just uh I just it's only a matter of time in a couple years they'll get divorced she'll be a single mother she'll have two young sons and then we'll be seeing her on the show having to work through that and that's really really tough yeah and he's like 74 75 years old like they are just in such a different place where it's like at a certain point like you know, you're in your early 30s, and this man is, like, not going to last forever, and you're no. having kids with him. Like, it just you seems unnecessary. You 90 years old when your kid's 20? <sighs> and then and then what? Is he, he's not going to be there for life milestones, college, marriage, their kids. Yeah. He's not going to, what, he's going to be 105 going <clears throat> to a baby shower? There's <laughs> no way. I don't know. Do the math. People, yeah. I work with numbers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I I really don't like her decision making, but I do admire, you know, her fortitude to keep this family moving. <laughs> like she is she's I mean, I'm gonna she's doing what it, the show. I'm well, the numbers are horrible this season. I know, and I can't believe it. I think I saw it. point like 700,000 people watched this past Sunday's episode, which is crazy because I do like the season. And Wendy's a good addition, and Candace is being Candace. And it's a weird time to be having the show on, though, right? Because 
You think people are sitting at their home, they just want to watch TV. Um, we're six months into this quarantine. People are over-watching Netflix, over-watching shows. So it's a half and half. Like, some people, yeah, they're okay with it and they enjoy it. But I think the other half are like, get me out of here. Let me go outside. Let me go out to have a meal at a restaurant. I don't know. I don't know. I hope Robin's taking that into consideration and doesn't cancel them early like they did in Miami. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of struggling with a little bit of, like, the fatigue of Bravo because it's like sometimes it's like there's a million other things happening. Like, so at the end of the day, I really don't want to watch people fighting. Like, that used to be, like, an escape thing for me where I'm like, oh, watching these shows is so silly and so funny and so stupid. And now I'm like, no, I want to watch Gilmore Girls (laughs) from episode one to season one. Like, and I want to laugh and I don't want to think and I don't want to think about real people and divorces and horrible relationships. And so I myself have been like pulling back a little bit. And I mean, sorry, listeners, uh, that's just the reality of the situation. But But I think some people relate to that. And I think people know how that feels too. Because so even me, like religious watcher of everything, but I pushed off. Ronnie and I was like okay I need something to kind of escape to I'll wait I'll wait I'll wait and when I watch it I'm just like I don't know that I can take all this in right now I think I need to like wait it's taking me a while so I'm not even caught up all the way with Ronnie of course I'm caught up with all the drama with them hello life but I'm not caught up on all the episodes thanks to Bravo happy hour <laughs> that's right <laughs> but I get the recaps and I kind of I know what's going on I just haven't watched the actual episodes but yeah I, I mean I think a lot of people feel that way yeah well, speaking of Roni, we had Tinsley, Mortimer, and Leah McSweeney doing the WAP dance in Arizona this past weekend. Uh, 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 I did not know. I did not know that Tinsley's knees could do that. I didn't even know Tinsley had rhythm. I really didn't. I had to watch it over and over, and I was like, "Is that Tinsley?" I've never oh, seen her not. in denim shorts and a baseball no, cap. Never, never. I was very into this Tinsley, and no, I like totally. Tinsley with Leah. Leah, next generation. Really. Yeah, they bring well, good things out of Chicago, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. But I do think that Dale called Tinsley and was like, "Tinsley, your inheritance has been docked ten thousand dollars a month after you act. Ap- yeah. yeah, deplorable actions, you <laughs> nasty woman." <laughs> Oh my god, but I I liked it and have fun. The two of them look like they're having fun and she's in Scottsdale, Arizona, just like living their truth. A lot of people have been seeing them during quarantine and saying Tinsley's amazing. Her and Scott were so nice, they talked to us. So it seems like she's happy, and if she is, God bless. Like Mazel. Well, I definitely found it interesting that she was on the reunion and she did like all three parts of the reunion which i really enjoyed that they didn't give her like the last you know caboose episode where it's like tinsley let's talk about your engagement like i liked that they kept her there because dorinda is so incredibly triggered by her so like having her there probably made dorinda like extra psycho listen i know you talked about it on the last episode but to throw after Rinda and saying that the turkey baster comment was the last straw, okay, a turkey baster comment is going to be her kind of like nail in the coffin. Meanwhile, you'll keep Reza, mm-hmm. who has talked about NJ's uterus exploding because of abortion. You'll keep Jax Taylor. You'll keep all these men who have said far worse things, but you'll throw Dorinda out with mm-hmm. yesterday's trash? Get a grip. Or what are we doing here? Well, 
I think it's so easy to take money from a woman. They're like, you're on time out. You were being a bad woman. And like, don't get me wrong. I think Dorinda, whatever she did and said, like needs to be held account like she needs to be held accountable for her actions okay but, let's but like but then yeah the and so then how do you not hold other people accountable or even like let's not forget phaedra forever ago when she was talking with kenya and she was like you went to the sperm bank you mm-hmm. found a man who was looking mm-hmm. for ten dollars to get a subway sub like yeah, you know yeah. said some oh, horrible shit about yeah about yeah. her getting you know sperm, sperm. yeah, yeah. So it's like, how do you, I mean, granted, Phaedra did get, I also believe, fired. I mean, and it's hard, like, because like, Bravo gives people the opportunity to have a graceful exit when right. I think viewers and, like, real people who are, like, invested in the show on, like, a scary, deep level kind of know, Definitely. like, no, 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 this people is... write their thesis for their doctorate in psychology based on the Real Housewives. I would if I... I, mean, I can't even spell doctorate. <laughs> but if I could... I can spell PhD. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty huge dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we also have Heather Thompson, who is a main cast member Hello. for... <laughs> Hello. From seasons five through seven, and then was a friend of uh, on eight through ten. She posted a picture with Andy last week saying, Aw, coming at ya. Can't wait to share what's in my head with Bravo Andy. Watch what happens live this Thursday. I didn't watch the episode because Watch What Happens Live is so boring over Zoom. I, like, I've, I can't get it. It's Zoom. like I'm, over Zoom. I'm on Zoom calls all, all, day, day. all day. I don't want to watch the it. The thought of having to have like... Shoot me. Yeah. yeah the show. Like, Because what makes Watch What Happens Live fun is people coming in. Everybody's dressed up. Everybody's drinking. Having fun. Like right. there's an atmosphere. There's a liveliness to it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was never a huge... Heather Thompson Holla fan. No, I didn't I want really that Holla back girl. Although now that we're moving, it's so funny. I did have a pair of yummy tummy. <laughs> I saved them. What? <laughs> did you buy it because of No, her? I didn't even know that it was. Like, wow. I'm always like looking to like, you know, tighten Tight. it up. Tighten it up. <laughs> and so I was clearing out stuff, throwing it away. And I was like, what? Yummy by Heather Thompson. Wow, 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 wow. Amazing. It was a terrible pair of whatever they were. Well, don't <laughs> let Bethany know because Bethany will let her, you and her know. Although I did, so I did watch the old um, Bethany Ever After on Peacock. I need and, to get into uh, it. Everybody and their oh, I love it. Watching it, was, it. I loved it, but it was also tragic because it was like watching tragic. me and my ex boyfriend, my most recent ex boyfriend, our whole relationship and how it failed. I feel like I was Bethany and he was Jason, and I was like, "Am I watching my relationship on TV right oh. now?" That's exactly how I felt. Anyways, to not be labor the point, Bethany had a pair of kind of these shorts that <laughs> made your booty look big. Oh, and she oh wore them, God. and she was like, "Jason, what do you think?" He's like, "Ooh, Mama, you're looking juicy. What's going on?" She's like, "Oh, that's because I'm ice skating. That's an ice skater's booty." I was like, "I need those shorts. <laughs> I need a pair. I need a pair of ice skates." Prime delivery next day, please, in case I go out on a hinge date. I don't know. I'm frisky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but see, like, even like that or like chicken cutlets in your bra, I feel like once you go home and like all that gets taken out, the guy's like, what the hell? What's going on here? What the yeah. hell? This I is... Mean, I have a movie. <laughs> You've got a little bit. Like the shorts. The shorts make it like round and like tight. You know? Yeah. Ooh, I mean, but sometimes it's just the pair of pants. Like the it biker shorts I wear. Like I have a couple pairs of biker shorts where I look at my <laughs> ass and I'm like, oh. 
one. Hello. Hey. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, don't come back, please, please. <laughs> but I will say, I was reading an article in the New York Times the other day about something called these e-foils, which are like these uh, water sport things, and it's kind of like, it's like a propeller on the bottom, and it looks like a surfboard. Let me show you a picture. Yes, I'm... Oh, it's where you like work on your balance and floor. yeah but it's like it looks like you're oh, surfing okay yeah 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 so you guys search e-foils so i'm reading this thing about this like new water sport and adam kentworthy carol radzel's ex-boyfriend is all over the new york times article and it says like adam kentworthy like personal chef and seen on the real housewives oh, of new york God. is a huge fan of e-foil well, surfing things I don't know about e-foils but i know Bryn is a pretty good Wakeboarder because Bethany <laughs> <laughs> posts uh, Insta stories oh. with Brynn on the wakeboard. She's pretty good. She's so sweet. Good for her. And like she's huge compared to. So I was watching obviously the show and Brynn was a baby to see her now in the Insta stories and she's humongous. She's like twelve. It's so yeah. She's turning cute. ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, ten, not twelve. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if my family members in her class this year. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It sucks because I can't be like, hey, uh, you... You want to tell me the juice on Bryn? Virtual classes? Is it blended yeah, classes? I know. I don't even know. Talk about it. My now. aunt's probably just like a fucking take the kid out of school. He yeah, doesn't need to learn for a year. Well, moving coast, we have some updates from the Vanderpump Rules kids. Sheena Shea looked like she potentially got married or engaged this past weekend to her like hunky uh, rugby ah, player ah. guy Brock. Brock. Yeah, he's really hot. And she recently moved to San Diego from Marina Del Rey. Mm -hmm. I kind of believe they got married this weekend because Ariana, Raquel, Tom, James, Charlie were all there. She's been rocking a ring on her left finger. And I honestly, I think it could be true whether they're engaged or whether they're married, whatever the situation may be. She recently went through the miscarriage, which is so devastating. It could bring people together. And I can also see her trying to keep her relationship with Brock on the DL because of everything that blew up with Shay. Yeah. Well, so I don't think she'd bring everybody together for the miscarriage because I feel like that's a definite alone time that you want with your yeah. spouse or your partner. No, I didn't but mean you, it like bringing like the oh, group. Okay. Like It wasn't like a group thing. I meant like it might have brought them together oh, even closer. Gotcha. But you think they're giving her a spinoff? Uh, that's a yeah, great idea. Because a lot of 
Because, because it was gonna be Stassi, and now no, they're like, y'all, sh- problematico. Yeah, but mm. you know, a lot of people, and I don't agree with this, but this is the rumor that said that like Sheena's been keeping Vanderpump alive because a lot of people didn't like the new cast members. They weren't really into that. Sheena's always kind of been her own weird person. She's like so awful, but you have to watch. I like her. Yeah, I know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll still watch. Um, I could totally see her having a spinoff wedding show. Jesus, they gave one to Tamara Judge. Why wouldn't they give it to Sheena Shea? They gave one to fucking Kim Zolciak. Oh, don't get me started. Kim Zolciak's show is coming back like in October. October 6th, oh, I think. Don't be, be tardy, tardy for that coffee. mess. Yeah. I'll be tardy all day. Yeah, I'm going to be tardy yeah. for the entire season. <laughs> But I'll still probably watch it in secret. Yeah, not I know. Live. Not live so she doesn't get viewers. I'm like, does it? <laughs> do I have it on? She'll still get money if it's on Hulu. Um, But I think you can stream it off the Bravo app, maybe? Yeah, she yeah. Get, she get money for that? I don't know. Oh, Gotta know. Google that. I'm like, what are what are the royalties on watching shows? Because it's like hate watching is... Yeah, yeah. You don't want to give people hate watches. Even like hate, no. hate listens, like no. of a certain podcaster who i find insufferable has like a guest who i like on it really takes a lot for me to be like <laughs> do i click it because every click is a dollar and i'm that bitch where i'm like uh, i can't give you my buckaroo <laughs> i just can't i can't i will save this 50 cents yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but we also have saucy schroeder who is going on an interview her first interview, I should say, since her cancellation, her cultural cancellation, with Tamron Hall, she also has had, like, Kamala Harris on her show. So, like, she's having big guests, and so now Stassi's going on. Just if you don't know, Tamron Hall is an African-American woman. And so this exclusive interview is the first time Stassi is speaking for the first time to since she's been let go of the show as a result of her racially insensitive actions that have resurfaced this past June. And I just want to know, how many times do you think her and Bo have role-played this interview? Well, she clearly has a PR team that she's Crisis management, with. honey. And, uh, I know, very unpopular opinion. I don't think that she was rude to Faith, particularly because she was black. I think she's a mean girl overall. I don't think that she took the race into consideration. Maybe I'm completely wrong, um, but so I don't I don't feel like race is a thing with her. But there's also she's never been around people of other ethnicities. So yeah, there's that too. Well, I kind of think I agree where I don't necessarily think that her calling the cops and doing all these things was because she was a black woman. Like I right. really think she was just like running, yeah, period. running on this stupid idea and like moving yeah. really quickly and not really thinking. Yes, but also at a certain point like you gotta let up like she's going on all these different public platforms trashing this woman and at a certain point it's like okay so what's the issue like Kristen fucked your boyfriend you know let's look at all the other people on this show who have done horrible things to you and you are not calling the cops on them and you're not going above and beyond and so and and I agree like I don't think Stassi's ever had a black person in her life you know and and never had a person of color in her life though being from New Orleans you would think oh. that she would be around some racial diversity. Well, but no, it, but that's, that. like, the haves and the have-nots in those yeah. types of cities yeah. where it's, like, you know, she's, like, the ninth ward. Ew! Like, I would never go over there. Please Gross. Please Hurricane please. Katrina didn't even affect me. It's, like, yeah, honey. Well, like, open your goddamn eyes to other people yeah. living in your city. And whether it's Los Angeles 
or New Orleans, wherever mm. she's been, like, how you can pretend, like, there isn't... Issues it, in it, the United yeah. States that are not prevalent in everyday life. But if you are not dealing with it, and if you don't honestly have people of color in your life to expose you to that, like, you don't know, and you do live right. under a rock. Yeah. And until I started hanging out, like, frankly, with black men, like, I started realizing things. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I, I speak to black men and women all the time at work, whatever. But, like, I went to a school that was predominantly white. Mm. I grew up in a town that was predominantly See, white. And I, so it's so like you just, you fall into those those systems. And then it's really easy to never get out of them. But also, like, once you get into the real world and you're like, oh, wait. Oh, my God. I've been so sheltered my whole life. Yeah. I need so to open my eyes. I'm from the South. And I'm Mexican, but I grew up where it was really just, like, black people and Mexican people. And that was it. It was very rare to have white people. Minimal Asians. I didn't even... There was, like, one Indian girl in all my class. So I was like, all right, we're Spanish or we're black. So it was very different for me to go from all ethnic to being around white people to seeing, like, kind of classism later on in my career and things like that. Because I didn't grow up like that. But also, it's different for me because... We, we were all equal because we were all minorities. So I feel like I always have a different perspective because I wasn't even around white people growing up. So it was like the opposite racism, yeah. if you will. You know, we were like, ooh, white people. They're the you minority. Know? Right, right. Because down south, it, well, it was south Texas. So we were closer to the border. That that is a situ- That was the situation. Now it's not anymore. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I try to see things. I, I think I do see things differently because of that, because I wasn't the minority growing up. Yeah. And all the minorities were the majority, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. But even, like, a show like Vanderpump Rules that has never... There's no minorities. Yeah, once had a person who is not white on right. the show. yeah. It's crazy. And they've always had, like, the, you know, little random people on the side where it's like, I'm like, oh, they, she looks Spanish, or she looks Mexican, right. or she's not white, or this... Or, you know, Faith is like... <laughs> Unless they were the cooks in the back. Yeah, exactly. They were joking when Kristen got fired. Hey, did you hear Kristen got fired? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or then at one point they were like, who do you think is the cutest? And one is like, I think Katie's the cutest. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, Katie can be cute sometimes. <laughs> so, I mean, this interview should be quite interesting. I have been thinking a lot about Bo and his entire situation. Before Stassi was you know, called out and canceled. Right. He posted, like, seven squares on his feed for his Black Lives Matter thing and hasn't said a goddamn word since. And I think that is a real little bitch move. It's like, you know what? You post all these things, you say all these things, and now you're getting entangled up with this girl who's been accused of these things. Why don't you step up and... For your woman. Yeah, for your woman. And not only say, like, yes, the things she said were insensitive and ignorant and could have done a lot more damage to an African-American woman than it would have done to any other white person. But he chooses to stay silent, keeps wearing his creepy little adult onesies, which is like, bro, you're about to have a kid, you're fucking 40. Don't wear adult onesies. Like, there is a time where you can just, like, move on and address it. But, like, these seven black squares on his feed just piss me off. I'm like, you know what? Just because, like, you're living with someone who doesn't see 
the systemic racism you in our country. Talk to him about it. Yes, like that is an amazing Literally thing you can ex, do. I used to tell him all the time. I'm like, I think you're low key racist. He's like, Why do you say that? I'm like, First of all, you don't even have fucking ethnic friends. Like, they're all these fucking white boys from Brooklyn. Ugh. Okay, Sounds like high key racist. Uh, but like, he was like, No, I'm not. No, I'm like, I'm like, Yeah. I used to think he was like homophobic and racist, and he's like. I had a cousin that's a gay, and I'm like, well, that, that's a gay. gay. What are you talking about? He's like, I know a gay person. I'm not homophobic. I just don't want my kids to be gay, yeah. and I don't want to see gay kissing on my screen. Thing. But we would have these conversations, and I was like, fuck you. Like, I'm gonna have my friends. I don't give a. Ew, I hate. Yeah, I hate straight dudes. Oh my, <laughs> spineless straight men who can't mm-hmm. stand up for shit, who have no opinion. Insecure. 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 Straight men. Mm. Yep. Hmm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note. Um, this is not necessarily on that note, but producer Jerry, who was Stassi's main producer, oh, yeah. has decided to leave the show. And he produced Stassi's little Bravo spinoff. And I think this is perfect. He probably is leaving so that he can produce her spinoff. Eventually. Wrong side of history, bro. Yeah. Maybe take a step back and look at that. You know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bro. He has a podcast and I've never listened to it. But it's about, like, people who are, like, in industries and, like, working their way up. It's like, okay, bro, you're, like, a really successful producer on Vanderpump Rules. You've made an amazing name for yourself. Yeah. Oh, you got, you want to talk to the to the little people? I, I don't know why, but I just thought of Peter Madrigal. And I'm like, oh. what's he, oh. I'm like, what's he oh, doing? You know what? what He's honestly doing? probably really struggling. None of the restaurants are no, open. Yeah. And supposedly Tom Tom, no, supposedly it's Pump is closing. Yeah. I, I heard that. that. Villa Blanc is gonzo, garbanzo. Yeah. Yep. But supposedly Pump's going to go too. But I actually, during my Vander tour, loved Tom Tom first. And then I thought Pump was better than Sir. Wow, yeah. Pump was fun. I mean, I did get a Pumptini, and it sent me to, like, full diabetic levels. Like, my blood sugar was... It it got your your walk going. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Honestly, quite the opposite. Like, even though when I was there, I swear, I probably told this on this show, like, I saw, like, a mother and her husband and, like, her two kids and like one was a little girl and she was like standing there being like fine chill normal and you know the mom was like you guys we're going to los angeles we have to go to pump we've got to go to one and the little boy was such just like a cute little you know he's gay and he was basically whopping like in the middle and he was probably seven or eight years old and he was busting down tatiana (laughs) so hard in the lobby of pump and i just looked at him and i was like oh my god he's my kindred spirit like living my dreams he doesn't know what his life is gonna turn into but he comes to pump once and immediately is like i'm wearing a mesh top <laughs> like <laughs> like he should be at get the it, abbey get it get it get it get it, get it, get it. <laughs> it was real cute <laughs> well kind of moving on to sad things i mean sad for some happy for others happy for i'm happy <laughs> so Real Housewives of New Jersey star Teresa Giudice and Joe Giudice have finalized her divorce after 20 years of marriage. So we spoke last week about how she is selling her home in Montville, New Jersey. And I can't believe that after she barely got one summer in the pool. 
I mean, who wants to buy that god-awful, tacky house? I want to go for, like, a listing we appointment. Should. We should. Well, we yeah, you're an investment it. banker, so they'll yeah. believe oh, you. I'll totally say, like, hey, I'm looking at some properties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For my wife, I mean. <laughs> yeah. We lead with um, that. Yeah, we're low-key lesbians. We're um, high-key. <laughs> <laughs> um, but did I think it would come to this? Obviously, it has to because he's in Italy, but I feel very sad. And I also wonder what kind of house she's going to go into next because... She's got such a crazy lifestyle. Gia doesn't live there anymore. Gabriella is going to be moving on. Melania is going to be moving on. Her father's not with them anymore. You know, I think like at this point, like it's time to downsize to a smaller, yeah. more modern home. Something that doesn't have like the psycho taxes of probably a really good I area really in Jersey. To end up with a Jewish man, like she said. I would like that for her. I don't Teresa know, Cohen. Like. I know, but she doesn't deserve a mensch, you know? She doesn't deserve a Bobby But she, Darren. you know what? I will say, Teresa is a good wife and a good mother. She, she never her, had a babysitter yeah. for those girls. Yeah. She was always making their lunch and making them dinner. And, like, as much as, you know, Jill took her away from, yeah. uh, you know, being a mom, like, I do believe that she's always there. You know, it is family first for her. Yeah, Even absolutely. And it's her, you know, immediate family first. You know, Joe and Melissa, so they're secondary. So my she lives in New Jersey, and she is a quote-unquote high-risk pregnancy, and her doctor is actually Dolores' boyfriend, David. <laughs> David. She said he's a fantastic doctor, and that she, like, she really enjoys talking. To, he's wow. very accommodating. He's like... Gave her his cell phone and was like, call me anytime with any questions. And she was like, oh, I've got questions In about terms Dolores. Of questions. <laughs> Are we what? talking Dolores specific? Are we yeah. talking pregnancy? Gotta be a little bit more specific. I, he, pro- he seems like he'd have a soft touch. <laughs> she loves him. So she we'll loves see. him He's because. Like in two months. Well, yeah. oh, your friend. I was like, yeah. Dolores does love him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's he's kind of handsome, and I feel bad for Dolores in a way because I feel like she just accepts shit. Yeah, like she has no self-respect weird. in a sad a way. But you're always posting about your ex-husband. It doesn't because this most recent thing for what was it Labor Day? She posted a throwback photo of her and Frankie, and I'm like, why Honey. would you be posting that if you have a boyfriend that you've been with for years. It's very odd. I don't know. I think she's so attached to him and this like idea idea. of family where it's like at a certain point, you just got to cut bait because he doesn't want to be with you. And he's even said, we couldn't get back together because I wouldn't be faithful to you. Yeah. And you accept the love that you think you deserve. Yeah. Oh my God. Which is very tragic. (laughs) I know, I'm like, are we done yet? We need to get back to the couch. I need to be on the couch. I need to be having fun on the couch. Speaking of young love, Hannah Burner from Summer House is officially dating an Irish-American comedian, Des Bishop. He was quarantining near her, and I guess they were DMing on Instagram after he saw some videos of her, and they hit it off. She had to keep him a secret for a while because of Summer House, duh, but they are officially insta a fish. He is 44 and she is 28. Sorry, Luke. I don't know. Like, I think Hannah is hilarious. I get people always say that she looks like she has greasy hair. 
And doesn't take care of herself? Yeah, bitch, so do I. <laughs> like, your point? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Uh, but I love her, like, single stories, so I hope she's as hilarious being in a relationship as she is single because I, she, I fucks with Hannah. I do, too. <laughs> her single tweets and stuff that she posts on Instagram. Well, she's really good on Twitter. Yeah. Like, she's, she's so good. funny. She's I, I really like her. I'm excited for Summer yeah. House this year because they've been I quarantining yeah. seven days a week together. Yeah, at the Summer House, right? But there's like COVID Central in the Hamptons. Yeah. Everybody's out there. Hello, Ramona Singer. I was going to say, Ramona. Um, right. It's been a huge kind of gossip in New York that everybody that left New York and went to the Hamptons has no regard for COVID. And they've all been spreading it to each other out there. And it's been really upsetting the locals because they weren't prepared for it, especially in the spring. And they kind of came and overran everything. And now there's kind of, you know, they had a big concert too. It was like, it wasn't mm-hmm. Zed. It was somebody else. It was the um, Chainsmokers. Ew. Chainsmokers had a party. I hate those guys. It was super packed. Everybody, like, no masks, no nothing. People in the Hamptons don't give a frick because they think they're so rich. Yeah. It's beyond them. But I'm like, no way. So anyways, that's like my own thing with the Hamptons and, and the whole <laughs> pandemic. But um, excited to see that. Excited to also see uh, my girl, Hubs. Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay Hubs, yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. I'm not seeing me activated. Yeah. Don't make me get activated. Honestly, I'm, I'm <laughs> about to get morning. activated tonight. I'm going to get activated morning, soon. I was so irritated because I was stuck on the bridge for so long. I walked in and I was like, I'm so irritated. Do not get me activated. <laughs> the guys in my office were like, what? That's what hilarious. They were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I'm about to get activated. <laughs> That's good. You need to be pepper. Everybody, pepper Bravo quotes into your day to day. You never know who will pick up on it. Yeah, and once they know, you give each other the side eye, and you're like, "Whoa, do you watch Bravo?" Well, I was telling you the other day. I was on set the other day. You guys, I'm back on set. This is big things. And the videographer turned to me. We were. He doesn't know anything about me. Doesn't know about my show. Knows nothing. And he goes, "Any chance?" You watched the Real Housewives of New York reunion last night? <laughs> and I turned to him and I was like, Jonathan, you have no idea how hard I watched that reunion <laughs> I episode. No, it's like, bruh. It's my fucking job. This is my life. This is my. What are you talking about? What yeah. are you saying? Yeah, what are you doing what? here without Dorinda, Jonathan? <laughs> what are you doing here without Dorinda? Well, that brings us to the end of episode 125. You were on episode one. Oh, wow. Jesus fucking Christ. You guys, my birthday's on Friday, so I'll send you my P.O. box so you guys can send me gifts. And two-year anniversary of Bravo Happy Hour is coming up on October 1st. Send me some ideas for a fun, like, episode. Two-year anniversary episode. episode. I'm trying to think of something. I have one idea that I'm thinking could be good. Okay, Okay, what is it? So I'm thinking I might do like an epic boots on the ground episode where I get like a bunch of different people to reach out to me and tell me, yeah. So you guys DM me if you have a really good boots on the ground story. We'll be completely, completely anonymous. And if you randomly know, yeah, like Reza's second cousin, and you heard something crazy. Or if you know something about Carol Radzwill's ex-boyfriend. Like, anything. So I'm thinking I might do something along those lines. Really get down and dirty. There's a lot of people that said that they've hooked up with Jason Hoppy. 
I, I would suck that have, dick. Yeah, well, he's hot. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have a child with him, no. but I saw him in person, and I, yeah. I would bang, would yeah. bang. In. <laughs> in. On that note, Mercedes, you don't do social media with our listeners, right? Uh, you're too much, yeah. you're a covert operation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a secret watcher. Thank you so much for coming on. You will definitely be on again since you are now basically my unofficial co-host. <laughs> now that we're living together. That's right. So thank you so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. Be sure to go to Apple Podcasts, anywhere you go, whatever, rate, review, and give me five stars and write a nice review. I haven't looked at the review in a month because I'm very sensitive lately, so (laughs) if there's something bad, it could turn into a deep, dark spiral. So leave good things, good, nice things. All right, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.